Hey everyone, welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. Katie here with Alexis, and we What's are really, guys? we are so excited to be back. Um, we this past week chatted about what we wanted to talk about, and the the word contentment actually came to my mind, and I reached out to Alexis and I was like, this is just something that I've been thinking about that I've been actually struggling with myself. And it's funny because then Alexis actually ended up, didn't, wasn't it your devotional that ended up being about contentment like that next day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about contentment and the struggle that I think has been amplified tremendously since the rise of social media, since the rise of the highlight reel on social media and everyone comparing themselves to everyone else. And it's like this constant game of comparison, which can easily lead to comparing your, let's say, non-shareable parts of your life that you don't post on social media um, to someone's highlight reel and really the highs of their life. And how can that, how can we look at God's word and where do we and look at that and see, okay, where is God telling us to find our contentment? Um, it's not going to be from something temporary in this world, but truly where can we find that contentment that's going to go go with us throughout life and and give us that state of peace, of happiness, of true joy in the Lord as opposed to always looking to something, almost like this roller coaster and this constant race um, that I've felt myself. So what what are your thoughts, Alexis? Like, what have you seen? What where where in your life have you struggled with contentment, and where um, maybe do you tend to look for contentment outside of the Lord? Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because obviously we always talk about social media because oh, it is so yeah. relevant in this day and age. Because I just always think about like the time that I spend on social media looking at other people's lives, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for me is like seeing people just succeeding, especially um, me and my brother own a gym together. So seeing people who like just opened a gym and they're just like, yeah, like we're making profit and we're doing this and we're this, you know, just like, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, am I doing something wrong? Or just because our growth has been very slow, it's just been very organic and Um, I think that I got caught in not being content in what God gave us. Um, And we had to just work very, very hard to provide for um, the gym and to get where we're at now, where I've seen other people who just, it just happened overnight or they're big on social media. So it was very easy to attract clientele. And that just wasn't our story. And I think just the comparison, like social media, like you said, is just, it's just highlight reels and it's best moments. And I think it's so easy to be like, oh, well, if I just had a bigger gym or a nicer car, or I made more money, I would finally be happier. I'd finally be like whole and content. And I think early in the early years, when we opened the gym, I definitely struggled with that, struggled with that a lot more than I do Mm -hmm. now, where now I can see God putting together all the pieces of the puzzle and how he's transformed me and my brother during this four-year time or almost four years, about three and a half years in. And God has just made us rely on him year after year after year to provide for our coaches or provide for, you know, just our athletes and the people that come there. And God, he shows up in really subtle ways, but that also are big at the same time. Um, just timing wise, I was telling yeah. you 
this earlier, like God knows exactly what you need and he provides for that day. And I think being discontent is constantly looking to the future and saying, well, if I was just here, I would be happier once I get to this moment or this moment. And I get caught up in that. I think once I am like making this amount of money and I can mm-hmm. this many vacations that I know I'll be content. I won't be stressed about this or, but that's not true. I've gotten to a lot of places where I thought like, oh, once I get here, I'll feel like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not true because like we said, nothing on this earth actually satisfies. Why do we see celebrities committing suicide and having drug problems and like all these issues and they have the world at their fingertips. Right. Right. Yeah. If money and possessions was truly the, the, the secret to contentment and happiness, the richest people of the world would be the happiest people. But we time and time and time and time again, see that that's not true. Um, I mean, just look at, like you said, why are we seeing celebrities who fall into drug addiction, who fall into, yeah. you know, just having some sort of stronghold in their life where they end up committing suicide, taking their own life, um, living a reckless life? I mean, it's just recently I read a quote and now I'm like, now it's blanking, now I'm blanking on it. But it was, I think it was Jim Carrey, which Jim Carrey, I don't, he's not a Christian, but I don't think so. Um, yeah. But he just said, I wish, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but he basically said, like, I wish that everyone could be rich. So that they could see that being rich does not bring you happiness, and I was mm. like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. Um, yeah. Even the richest of the rich, if they true, if it was truly the secret, um, you know, we would see that they would be the happiest people in, in the world. And God, you know, Jesus even said in in the Word that um, it's being rich can actually make it more difficult to enter the yeah. kingdom of, he- of heaven because it's yeah. so tempting to make that your God and your idol, yeah. and. Yeah. I think a lot of times, especially like just kind of going off what we have talked about with social media, the reason we talk about it quite a bit, well, first of all, we met through social media, (laughs) which is kind of funny. Um, And it's a tool that majority of people use for a lot of hours in their day. I mean, the average screen time is, I think, over a couple of hours per day now. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is social media. So we're constantly, yeah. especially the younger generations, um, mm-hmm. Gen X, Gen Z, Gen what? Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what are what? they called? <laughs> uh, we're just the old millennials over here. Right. Um, <laughs> Barely millennials. Right, right. But it truly is a cadence of your day is opening yeah. up social media, opening up whatever it is, Instagram, um, Facebook. And so we're constantly seeing these images of perfection. And remember, a lot of what we see of perfection, first of all, perfection is it does not exist outside of Jesus Christ. So if you see something that looks perfect to you, it likely is, you know, it likely is filtered or doctored or whatever it may be. I mean, there's so many different things that people post on social media that simply are are lies, yeah. um, whether that be Photoshop, whether that be, you know, telling you a straight up lie about I made X amount and look at me. Yeah. I mean, literally, people, people are not honest um, yes. on social media. I'm not saying that everything posted is a lie, but you have to remember there's exaggerations, which an exaggeration is a lie. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of just truly 
exaggeration, trying to um, get more likes or get more whatever angles, posing, etc. Because I know a lot of people who listen to this probably found us through the fitness industry of you know in some realm. Yeah. And so you know a lot of what you see, unfortunately, with body composition and physiques is just is a lot of just doctoring and yeah. angles. Well, I didn't and- realize that. Um, and so I didn't know what Facetune and all that stuff was probably until like a year and a half ago. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So literally it's become, I think a lot of times, which this is where people get caught up. You're seeking your, it really comes down Mm -hmm. to contentment. People are looking, which I've been there myself. So I'm not, you know, it's not like, oh, other people. It's like, yep, you know, um, are looking for our contentment from likes, from comments, from Mm -hmm. this almost this high of like people, oh, people approve who I am. People approve how I look. People approve of what I've done, of how much money I make, of what car I drive, of where I live. And so you're seeking that contentment of like, okay, we're literally making people's opinions are God. And if we're looking for contentment from that, mm, be careful because that can so easily be taken away. Um, And, you know, these temporary things are never going to give you that security that you desire because it's fleeting. And and I guess giving kind of a practical example, it's like, think about the biggest achievement you've ever had in your life. Yep. I mean, I, I'm, I'll give you my example, um, probably winning worlds of WWF yeah. bodybuilding. Well, you know what? Two days later, I was like, all right, should I win worlds next year? Like literally yeah. it yeah. did not last. <laughs> no, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, you think about, okay, the biggest achievement, the biggest purchase, the biggest, whatever it may be, the biggest number in your bank account. I mean, I think about my best year of business Honestly, I felt even more discontent after that because I thought, well, no, next year I need to beat it by 10%. Yeah, you know, exactly. so it's uh, never enough, honestly. No. Like, that's yeah. what I've learned. Like, it's just never enough. And I'm chuckling to myself when you're like, okay, think about your biggest accomplishment. <laughs> and yeah. I was thinking for myself, I just remember when I got my car, which is now a couple years old. Yeah. Um, and I was like, best day ever, like beautiful car. I love my car. Not trying to like, you know, whatever. I'm super blessed. Like God provided, you know, a way for that. But like now I like literally don't even care. Like I maybe wash it like yeah. once a month. <laughs> like I'm right? just, you right? know, it's true. And I thought, oh, like when I drive this car or like whatever it is, like I'm going to be so content and nothing or think about like clothes. When you go buy new clothes, you're so happy that moment and it's it's a vapor it's done like there's like and what else is new and out there that I don't have like it's always looking for what do I not have Mm -hmm. um and so many things everyone's gonna have something Mm -hmm. better than you or look better than you or make more money whatever it is um so my question when I kind of started thinking through this I'm like okay so what's the difference of being content and not settling and I loved you wrote some notes um we always do our shared notes like you guys probably know And you were talking about that settling is not using your time, talents, and gifts and abilities. That's a direct quote. (laughs) Um, And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Because I think there's this fine line of like, God will provide and not doing anything. We're Mm -hmm. trusting that God will provide, but still 
pursuing, um, you know, let's say if you want to be, I don't know, a lawyer, like you're not going to just be like, God will provide and make me a lawyer. No, you still have to go to law school. You still have to go, you know, do all your classes, do your hours, intern, do whatever you have to do to become a lawyer. Um, God calls us to work diligently and to work hard. Like he talks about like you, you know, you reap what you sow and that's not just in the spiritual realm, but in the work realm. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't work, you don't eat. Like God talks about that. He's not just like, yeah, I'm just going to provide everything. It's like, you do have to work hard. So we're not talking about settling. We're talking about being content in what God has given you today. How, what has God blessed you with today? Right. And we have that freedom yeah. to make those decisions. God's not going to force us, force it on us. But he yeah. tells us, hey, if you follow my commandments, you will be satisfied. I mean, I yeah. will give you life. And I think yeah. going to scripture and just a couple of scriptures that we wrote down that are so applicable to this, um, in Ecclesiastes, which is such an interesting um, book of the Bible, if you ever have a chance to read it <laughs> in full, it's like, everything is meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And then by the end of it, um, Solomon is, who is like the richest, I mean, he was incredibly rich. I can't even like, it's like unfathomable unfathomable how rich <laughs> how rich he was um i can't try to say that word five times right. um, but he basically goes through like things are meaningless 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 and the only thing that has meaning and this is like the richest so think about like war- probably this would be like a warren buffett saying this or yeah. like yeah i don't know i'm trying to think of like the richest person e- elon musk <laughs> yes yes and basically come to the conclusion of like everything is meaningless in life except yeah pursuing godliness, holiness, righteousness, and a relationship with the Lord. Um, And this is a Bible verse, or this is a verse from Ecclesiastes. Enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Mm -hmm. And then in Matthew 6.33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Matthew 6, the next verse, 6.34, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So think about, okay, we may be saying that our mind, that our heart's in the right place and our mind is, you know, we're looking at what's important for today, but are we truly, or are we looking to tomorrow and worrying about tomorrow and worrying about money and worrying about all these things when God clearly states that we should be content with what we have still work hard where, you know, it's not a, you know, it's not a nanny state. We're not just, you know, living off whatever, just laying around, um, being gluttonous. I mean, you know, that's not what God's calling us to do, but yet is our, where's our heart at? And that really is what we have to evaluate um, in in our day-to-day life. No, definitely. So do you think that like biblical contentment looks different than I guess, worldly contentment? Um, I mean, it's an obvious answer, but Uh, like the difference between the two. Yeah, well, I think an important verse. Well, this this was written in uh, Philippians, and he specifically, this is Paul talking, and specifically talking about contentment. And he was imprisoned, he was shipwrecked, he was homeless, he was all the things that we would say lead to discontentment. He was starving. He was, you know, but at certain points, he was 
rich. He had yeah. plenty, you know, so he yeah. truly experienced the, the whole spectrum. And I think it's important to look at these examples in the word and learn from those and from, from these examples. And he states in Philippians, I'm not saying this because I am in need for I'm, I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances, I know what is to be in need and I know what is to be, to have plenty. So he says that he knows what it's like to be in need and to have plenty. And then he goes on to say, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. He can endure everything as long as he has Christ, as long as he has Christ. And a lot of times that verse is taken out of context and saying, like, mm-hmm. I can win my sporting event. If yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I can win my race. And, yeah. and um, uh, trust me, I've quoted that, you know, for yeah. uh, out of context. But basically what Paul is saying is I can endure any sort of hardship as long as I have Christ. Yeah. And um, so, you know, if we're thinking about what – what, do we have Christ or are we looking to these other things for contentment? And worldly contentment is looking to, I mean, think about what is pursued in our world, mm-hmm. beauty, fame, sex, money, all these things that are really put on a pedestal and we end up worshiping those things. As long as we're, as long as Christ is number one in our hearts and we're worshiping Christ, it, we will have contentment and contentment is not based on our circumstances no. at all. And yeah. that's something that's so hard for us to realize. It's like, okay, God, a lot of times does not change our circumstances. He wants to change us. So how are we going to be refined by these circumstances opposed to letting these circumstances dictate how we feel about God? That's not how we should live our lives at all. Yeah. Well, and too, if we're always basing our contentment off of our circumstances, like things change so quickly in life and our mood can swing one way or the other. And (laughs) we're always basing, yeah, everything based off our mood and like, you know, or how other people are treating us. Like I can't imagine just, I mean, I have lived in that place where everything that I'm doing is based off of someone else or something else, like outside of me and my relationship with God. And it's just so easy to be swayed left and right. And just, it, it becomes like an emotional roller coaster because you don't have God as the foundation of your building essentially and like your body, your soul, your spirit, like that's your building and God has to be the foundation. So Anytime that I'm feeling discontent or thinking like, oh, someone's more successful than me or, but I work harder than them, you know, then we get into that comparison game. And like, that really just goes from like envy and jealousy Mm -hmm. and it comes from that place, which also we know is a sin. And God tells us not to, you know, envy someone else's life or be jealous. And that can turn into some pretty, some pretty nasty situations and Mm -hmm. we can find ourselves falling into thought processes that are really unhealthy. And ultimately what that costs us is our peace. We now, like, I think for me, when I think like actually being content is like full blown peace in every circumstance, even like when I was talking to you about just um, the gym stuff and the things that we've endured, like still having a peace in situations where I like didn't know if we were going to be able to pay rent or I didn't know if we were going to be able to do this. And, you know, I think that God is like, I'm going to give you maybe not always the finances, which God has always 
through for us on finances, but um, just a peace in that circumstance and a complete surrender. Like I remember early, early when we started the gym, it was our first year and it was a rough year. Like I think like definitely my refining year. And I became so close with God because I didn't have a choice to be dependent on myself because God literally put us in a situation where we could only depend on him and every client, every payment, every, everything that we got was obviously from God. And every time that I thought we're done, we're done. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, God's like, I'm going to provide a way, but the biggest gift that he gave us was peace over Mm -hmm. every circumstance. I remember the first year me and Dom were sitting in a gym. We had a huge gym, our first gym. We've been to three locations now. And, um, we're just crying. Like we're just crying. We're sitting in my office, crying and praying and crying and praying. And God just gave us this peace. And it was like complete. Like I had never known what complete and total surrender was except for in that moment. Um, and I was like, and I'm so content. We couldn't pay rent. We barely had any clients. Um, we spent all our money on every single piece of equipment. Like we were broke. I ran up every credit card, like we had nothing. And we were just sitting and it was like, but we had Christ and it was complete. And we, I remember praying and saying me and Dom both. And we were just like, if God takes this from us, I'm okay. Like he is, he gave it to us. He can take it away from us. I am completely Mm -hmm. okay. And that is like true. Like I, I had never experienced surrender in that way ever before in my life. And I'm like, okay, this is what being content in Christ looks like. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. That truly is incredible. (laughs) Yeah. And you can, I mean, that, that's, a true testimony to that. Um, and it's so easy, especially when let's say we are comparing and, and I think also it's, it's important to recognize that like comparison and looking at other people and saying, I, I should have, I mean, essentially when you're looking at someone else and you have jealousy, what you're saying is, well, I deserve that, you know, like, why do they have that? And I don't. And that's coveting. And that is a commandment in the Bible not to covet. And truly it's pride. We think about, you know, the root, the root of all evil is pride. And you think about really the root of sin. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to pridefulness mm-hmm. most of the time and thinking, well, I'm, why do they have that? And I should have that. And, and that, and that is something that God hates. <laughs> he mm-hmm. hates yeah. it. And so, I'm convicted a lot of times if I get scrolling or I'm looking and I think one area I tend to compare quite a bit in is let's say people who are competing or, um, you know, just in the same work work, uh, line of work. And I'm like, Oh, I should be posting that type of informational stuff. I should be having a business that's making whatever money per year I should be doing that. I should be, you know, and it's like, God really is is asking me okay wait like look like I have to take a take a moment and think okay what is it that God has blessed me with and it's incredible I mean you take just even 5 minutes and reroute your thoughts in gratefulness yeah. and appreciation of what you what God has blessed you with and we were talking about this too before we started recording and how so many times people like have asked you like how do you do it and it's like god yeah. <laughs> sometimes people don't like that response like yeah. even 
questions. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand what we went through the first year and a half of opening a business and going in full time. Like, you don't get it. (laughs) I was like, what year was that? God did this. (laughs) Yeah. What year was that that you first opened? Um, so we opened in 2017. Okay. Yeah. Right? 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Wow. Sorry. 2018. Because okay. we'll, we're coming up on our four year in September. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Amazing. So, but I, I constantly tell people, I was like, you don't understand. Like, we, like, just for a little bit of reference, when we moved into our building, um, our first building, it was a huge building. Our rent was really expensive. Mm. We, out of the 12 or 13 months that we were there, we literally paid rent probably half the time. And our landlord just kept giving us chances, kept working with us. Like uh-huh. it was like God's hand was over the landlord that we had, the building that we were in, everything. Uh-huh. And which is no surprise, God is his hand is over everything. But like, if we were with any other landlord, they would have kicked us out the probably the first or second month that we couldn't pay rent. But he mm-hmm. was understanding and he was rooting for us to grow our business. Yeah. And um, only God could put us in that situation. And when Dom found the building, he had been um, just driving around neighborhoods and like praying and he found this building and he just would go to it. Um, I think he went like, like once a week until we got accepted into the building and he would just pray over the building, pray over the building. And we just wanted to make sure that this is where God wants us. And God provided, you know, we didn't have the, you know, all the checked boxes of when you go into like a commercial lease, which is mm. like gnarly when you try to go through a company. Um, so it was just like, yeah, it was just God ordained and he gave us what we needed every single day. And we did have to take it, you know, day by day, week by week, just surrender, surrender, mm-hmm. surrender. Like that was really mm-hmm. the only thing. Um, mm-hmm. but I do have a quick verse that I was just like, I've, I have put now on my, um, my, uh, the front of my phone, because I, I love it. It's, um, Proverbs 38 through nine. And it says, um, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise I may have too much and disown you mm-hmm. and say, who is wow. this Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Mm-hmm. I love it. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. That's so yeah. good. That's so we good the Lord for our daily bread. Like, and I know it sounds so simple. And I think that's the point. Like, I think Mm. God is like, it's so simple. Like, let me make it so simple for you. Trust me. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, and obviously work diligently, work hard, pursue the passions and the things that God has given you because what you desire to do, if you are in sync with God, um, he gives you your passions for a reason. He made Katie talented at coaching people and being encouraging and sharing his word for a reason. You know, uh, he gave us our, like our love for athletics and things like that for a reason. Cause that's, God wants you to use your passion and what you love because he gave you those desires, but he also wants you to use them for his kingdom. And that's the, really the only way that we're going to find contentment because like you said, someone's making more money than you. Someone looks better than you. Someone, whatever it is, there's always going to be someone. And just, you know, take a little scroll on social media and you'll figure out, you know, right. who you're envying. Right, so, right. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's it's so important too to remember that God 
will use your struggles too. He can use them yes. for his glory and yes. for his purposes. And I just sort of was reminded of that actually yesterday in a conversation I was having with Jake. And I was just talking about some of my eating struggles and some of my um, just disordered eating in the past. And like, yeah. it, I really became emotional because I was explaining to him just some of the depths of what I've gone through and what I've struggled with. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I would not have a heart for those struggling if I didn't go through it myself. And like God, Romans 8, 28, he will make things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So all things work together. And I was thinking about that too. And I'm like, wow, I am called to do something that is different than every other person. And you are too. Like Lexi, your call is different than mine. My call is so if my call is unique, your call is unique. Why am I comparing my calling to someone else's calling when in reality, no one can fulfill God's purpose for my life except for me? No yeah. one. Yeah. And that's humbling. And that's also just so comforting because it's like the God of the universe loves me so much that he created me in this unique way with these desires, these talents, these abilities. And created you in a unique way with your personality, your desires, your talents, your abilities, and your life circumstances and experiences to glorify him. And it's just makes you really step back and think, okay, the God that created the stars and the planets and the sky and the mountains and everything cares about me so much and loves me so much that he would give me this uniqueness that no one else on the earth possesses. And every listener, you have a uniqueness that no one else possesses. And you have a purpose and a calling that no one else possesses. So why try to fulfill someone else's purpose and calling when that's impossible? God called you to something unique. And you can reach people like I reach people that no one else can reach. Lexi, you reach people that I could never reach. It's different for each person. And we lose sight of that. And it really, I think probably devastates the heart of God because he's like, man, like you don't even see what I'm, what I've given you and, and the calling that you have unique. Don't try to compare yourself to someone else because each person has a unique fingerprint, a unique calling that God want. you know, he desires for us to fulfill that and to follow his ways. So it's just, there's so much that each person can, can, do for the kingdom that is so incredible. Um, And I think a lot of times we lose sight of that because of the comparison trap and the the discontentment we have because of material possessions and wealth and, and, you know, seeking these, these material temporary pleasures or, or things. Yeah. A hundred percent agreed. And if you are someone who's struggling with that and you think that social media may be contributing Um, I would just encourage you to take a social media break or, you know, just kind of take a step back and evaluate why am I not content in my life? And as we strive and grow in our relationship with the Lord, like you will find contentment and God Mm. promises that, which is amazing because most of us think that we will never be content. I, I, I truly believe that most people think that they'll never, ever be content in this life Mm. because we're always striving for something else. Um, but that's not true. Like your relationship with God. And at times I am not content. I, I, you know, I will say that. I mean, we were just talking about this before we jumped on. Like there are times in my life where I am comparing my life to other people's. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, wait a second. I am 
so blessed, not even based off of the things that I have, but just to have peace from day to day to day and, and, and just comfort in Christ. I'm like, that's the, that's the most, the, my most prized possession I think is having peace in this lifetime. Cause I, I think that most people don't have peace in their lives. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It, that's sad. That's mm-hmm. really sad to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And day by day, it's a, it's a journey too. Yeah. Um, for sure. And we're called to live, just, just live today. Yes. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about your future. Don't worry about all of the days ahead. Um, today's a gift. And so how yeah. can we focus on, on taking it day by day? So we wanted everyone to reflect upon this topic and think about where do you seek contentment? Um, is it from the approval of others? Is it from temporary things, the things that we talked about, material possessions, money in the bank, um, opinions, w- whether that be on social media or your anyone in your life? Like, Is that what is giving you con- contentment? Or are you seeking contentment from the only place that is tr- going to truly give you contentment, which is a relationship with Christ. So just something to think about and journal and pray and read the word. And also one I would recommend reading through um, Philippians 4 is a really, really good chapter to read through and reflect upon that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Make sure you guys take some time, do a little bit of homework. And if you guys get a chance, please leave us a review on Apple podcasts. I don't know if Spotify has reviews. I I don't have access to them at least. Yeah. Um, And if you guys make like a little video or do your journal entry, make sure you tag us on Instagram. We would love to share it if you're comfortable with us sharing it at the dot freedom podcast. And we would love just to connect with you guys more. So we're going to be doing more takeaways. Thanks Jake for the advice to Katie about it. We love it. Um, Yeah. That's all we got for you guys today. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you.